Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays, the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's going to hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky. It gets real bloody. And not everyone's going to make it to the end of the episode. Who will live? Who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food. And try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, remember the 4th of November, the day that this podcast came out. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and this is Nonsensors. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the show which looks at the highlights of my very popular radio show throughout the week. I'm joined, as always, by producer Martin. Hello, Martin. How are you? Very well. Very excited to be back for uh, episode 23. Yes, yes, episode 23. Well, we're getting on with them, aren't we? Oh, yes. Well, you know, as long as they keep listening, we'll keep making them. (laughs) That's what I say anyway. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I I want to say a special thank you to Nadine Dorries for stepping in last week. I think she did a, a really, a really good job. Um, I think she showed that presenting can be very hard and it takes a really talented person to pull it off. And and I'm very grateful to her for showing that to all of you. Yes, she certainly tried her best um, and was quite animated in it. Um, We had a lot lot of letters in the mailbag from last week. I'm still making my way through them. Now, it's a great show this week. We had, of course, um, Ishan Akbar, our senior technology correspondent. We heard from Suella Braverman, who's had quite the week, and Michael Lavash, who, for those of you who, who don't know, was a wonderful MP who went on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And we have an interview with James Barr, There was, of course, some things that we just didn't get to keep in the show. We had a very, very funny interview with James Corden. Oh, it was a riot, wasn't it, Martin? He did this absolutely wonderful routine about a dead parrot. Really, really brilliant. Unfortunately, we did have to cut that out of the show due to... um well, there were some concerns uh, about copyright, but we don't have to go into that. It, it, it happens sometimes. Well, yeah, two, two people, you know, come up with similar material all the time. It, it's, it, could, it could have happened spontaneously. We, we just don't know, but we're looking into it. But first, let's listen to our interview with best lawyer in the world, Suella Braverman. She had a lot to say. And really, I mean, she really let rip, didn't she, Martin? She certainly said a lot of words. Let's take a listen. 
Duella. Uh, I want to start with a confession. When you resigned, I was devastated. I really was. I thought, we have lost a really important figure here, but you did your time. You apologised. You sat on the, you know, let's say, call it the naughty step. And then you came back into politics like it had never happened. And I couldn't be more happy. And it's honestly, it's wonderful to see you back here. Harriet, seven days of time out is more, it's an injustice. It's an injustice. And I did that for this country. Yes. This British country country for the British people. Wow. I have to do it and and I'll do it again. Now, for our listeners who might be a bit confused about why you resigned, could you clear that up a bit for them? Why? What, 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 I don't know why we're dwelling on this at this moment in time. Okay, when there is an invasion, no, an invasion in this country of children on the bus, on the bus during a school term. Okay, they should be walking to school. They should be walking to the school via the, the low traffic neighbourhoods that we have set up for them, free of cars and migrants. Okay, I mean, what? Why did I resign? Because sometimes people love to watch you leave. And that's why I gave the public an opportunity to watch me leave, like we're giving them the opportunity to watch migrants leave. Okay, but there's other things to talk about. I don't know why we're dwelling on this. Why did I use modern communications to talk to people using modern communications in the way that I felt best? Well, we could be talking about the real issue right now, which is conservatories. Okay, a few few things to, to pick up on here. Firstly, you say you felt it was good for them to watch you leave. I mean, uh, I, I can mean... leave again. I can do it again, if you like. You know, I can. I did it with a twirl. Then if you saw it outside number 10 or 11, I forget. It's all the same, isn't it? It's just a street. You walk up it, you walk down it. I mean, I don't, I don't like to brag, but I have been contacted by Kanye West because he's thinking that I could model wow. for him, you know, and that's something I, I could do should I not prioritize this country as much as I do which I do. Back to to conservatories. Okay. We have an energy use problem in this Mm -hmm. country and that is expensive. And we have recognized that we've given people discounts on their bills, but we need to give people conservatories more discounts because they are leaky. Okay. And I am working towards burning migrants. But sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Could you clarify that burning burning sorry it sounded like you said burning migrants do do you know something there it did Mm. sound like I said that it did sound like I said that but what I did say was actually we are going to burn the migrants so we can heat conservatories yeah so we can heat them yes yeah I've I've got to ask um you know a a lot of your policies do seem to come back to uh asking for a degree of accountability um that migration should be limited that there should be accountability based on as you say the the leaky conservatories uh, do do you think that perhaps you yourself have not been the best uh, representative for accountability considering you broke the ministerial code and then were put back into your position just just uh, do you, a few do days you later. even do you know what accountability means accountability means this it means you getting some real protein into your diet i mean look at, i can see your sunken eyes and your pallid skin you're not eating enough meat and now you have all those you, things you don't have the energy to ask me questions that 
answer the questions that the British public the British public don't want accountability so they want they want two for mm. one Oreos why don't you ask me what we're doing to get the bog off offers back into the country the bog off offers that the Labour Party don't want us to have because they think we can't control what we put in our mouth yes. I'll tell you something yes we can so why don't you ask the British people to be accountable for their own diets and give them buy one get one free Jaffa cakes Oreos Chelsea buns I mean when was the last time you saw a Chelsea bun on special offer where I bet you don't even look because they contain butter. You're not of the people, Martin. Have a cheesecake. I mean, that's a pretty accurate description of, of, of my diet, but I don't really see what that has to do with, with um, your positioning government because uh, we talk about, you know, you yourself said you had made a mistake, um, that you had recognised that and that you were sorry for it. Um, it doesn't really seem like you were considering there hasn't been. Oh, I'm, okay. How can I? How can I show you? I'm sorry. Okay, I just said to you, I well, I didn't say it to you. Obviously, I don't speak to you. I'm only here because of Harriet. Anyway, I have apologised. Okay, I said sorry for the emails. Okay, what I'll not apologise for is saying to the British public, with me in charge, your bins will be collected on the days prescribed by that little oh, ch- chart that you have on your fridge. Yes. Oh, Has, have your bins ever been missed since I've been Home Secretary? No. Swear. Do you know where that is? No. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Oh, wow. You know, wow. You're, you're, welcome. you're putting the country first over the need for, you know, so-called accountability. And I think that's very noble. It is noble of me, but I want to put the word accountability in the bin. What does it even mean? Accountability. It's just one of those isms, isn't it? Accountability. Is it about accountants? Well, we don't like accountants, do we? No, what do we they don't. do? Just make you pay more tax. And what do taxes yeah. do? Make you um pay more things. Things, things. they just more pay for things. things. I mean they they also I can't think of anything. pay for essential services. Essential services. I if mean, they were essential, wouldn't you just do your best to get them yourself? If the school is essential, you, you don't know your ABCs. You, what do you need the state to teach a child the alphabet for? Are you thick? Tyler, that that's good, such a good point. I mean, you know, so like, good point. I feel like education is generally accepted as a, a good thing to have in a society. I think you shouldn't rely on the state for anything. I think you should pull your socks up, okay, which you, you purchase yourself with your own money, okay, not from the, state, not yep. from the welfare state, and educate yourselves. It's all out there. It's on the internet. You know, just log on to yeah. FreeServe. Log on to FreeServe. We all have it. We all have it. Whatever you use. There's loads of BT internet. There's loads of them. And educate yourself. There's loads. You can go on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's oh, like Harry, you know how to Google. get me started. The things you can learn off of YouTube. Oh, my. You could learn things like how to push boats back into the yes. channel. You know? Yes. Um, how to build a tent. I did it myself. And I put 20 people in it. It was amazing. So what's these schools for? You've got YouTube. I'm going straight to whoever's education secretary. Right, I forget. It's just that they haven't changed the nameplate from Gavin's. Should we just call them Gavin for now? Well, why not? Gavin's because like, I really liked Gavin and that girl, Gavin and Tracy or Stacey. I forget. It mm. was a name. But lovely working class people. And I love watching working class people do their best. And I think they did their best in that show. Sue Ellen, now I do want to briefly, I'm sorry, mm. I don't want mm. to be upsetting for you, but I do want to briefly touch on sort of the latest news. And there's been claims that you, you refused to sign off on hotel bookings for migrants so the processing center that was supposed to hold up to sort of 1,600 people for no more than 24 hours has had over 4,000 on the site before we go it'd be great if you could just quickly put this matter to rest it's already been put to rest and it's been put to rest by the fact that Hermes has been purchased by every and the service is still terrible 
Okay, so let's yes. be real. Should I be delivering hotel rooms or should I be delivering your wind up radios that you will need because the energy is not going to last? Let's be real. And, you know, it's been, it's been thrown over fences, um, underneath cars. I, I mean, how's, how's that going for you? How is every service going for you, Harriet? Well, Suella, can I just say thank you so much for clearing yeah. all of that up. I think mm. that's really put people's minds at rest. And I'm so sorry that you have been you know, dragged through the mud by the lefty mainstream media. I mean, they're not dragging me. They don't have the energy like, like we've discussed. But, you know, they're um, yeah. nudging. What a woman, eh, Martin? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, she, she's, uh, she exists, that's for sure. Another person who exists is, of course, our senior technology correspondent, Ishan Akbar, who came once again for his hot and spicy tech away of the week. are joined by our senior technology correspondent Ishan Akbar. That's that's not strictly the title. It's um, Technologenius. Right. Fine. Okay. A technologenius. Um, now, Ishan, what is yes. your hot and spicy tech away of the week? Are we? Sorry, are we still sticking with that kind of naming? We, we have to use the jingle. Quite good. I sort of did a little. Oh. Okay. All right. Well. Budgets of budgets, I suppose. Um, so the greatest man in the universe, Elon Musk, yes. because he is objectively the best man in the universe, not just the well, world. I he's don't, super, I don't you know. know. Now, as you know, he's been shopping recently. He's been on a little shopping trip and he bought the social media platform Twitter. And uh, much has been made of his purchase of Twitter, but already Elon is setting out his stall as to what kind of Twitter and social media world he wants to create, because he has suggested that people who are blue tick verified, producer Martin, I presume you're not blue tick verified. Don't be silly. Of course he's not. Um, no, I, well, I um, have, uh, I'm right. no, not, no, no. I've got a little blue yes. heart next to my... Yes. Um, Whereas Harriet and I, we are, of course, blue tick verified. Blue ticks, yes. Elon Musk has suggested that he will charge the princely sum of $8 a month, or seven Great British sterling pounds, to uh, give the blue tick to anyone who's willing to pay that amount. Now, initially, it hadn't started at $8. It started at $20, but some good negotiations with the author, Stephen King, meant that he was able to reduce it down to $8 a month. And frankly, I think this is a, a very good idea. It's a Wait, very so, good way. Ishan, does this mean, hang on, I thought it meant that people who have the blue tick will have to pay $8, but you're telling me that people can buy a blue tick? Well, presumably, if you're willing to offer $8 to Elon Musk, he'll probably give you a blue tick. I think it's a fair No, exchange. no, no, what, sorry. What? what? Why not? What? No. Well, then you're going to have all sorts of people. Then, well, actually, producer Martin hasn't got any money, so he won't. But you, you'll get all sorts of riffraff getting blue ticks if you start doing that. At the moment, it's a great system where Twitter chooses the good and the great and says, yes, you are notable enough for a blue tick. Isn't the worry if people start having to pay for a blue tick? We'll get all sorts of, you know, these nouveau rich people paying to get their little blue ticks when they've done nothing of note when yes, they're not a you know, a, you know opinion changer like myself or a uh -huh. comedian and tech expert like yourself Te technology genius yeah I mean, i'm not sure that's a word <laughs> it is now I, 
I I think that if you are a verified person now on Twitter, yes, if you really value your place in modern society, you ought to be willing to part with eight dollars to have no. that privilege. Now, Elon Musk said that the previous method of boutique verification was a lords and peasants system. What Elon is suggesting is an apartheid system. Sorry, and an apartheid. Oh, wow, it is eight dollars. It's, I'm not sure we should be doing wordplay on, why, on why that. Why not? But, I See, mean, as, as a blue tick verified person, I feel like still, I... Uh, sorry, Ishan, I can, can I just clarify? Is that one of your jokes? Yes, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure, but now you told me. <laughs> is... That's very good. Oh, <laughs> it's <you>. very funny. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Wonderful. you. Thank you. Oh, honestly, it's so good having a comedian on here. This is the kind of thing that you will now be able to say on Twitter, of course, with the, you know further reaching freedom of speech that he's been trying to push. Well, that's the thing, is he? I mean, he's made a big thing in the past about freedom of speech and talking about maybe getting Donald Trump back on the platform. I mean, is it now going to be pandemonium? Is everybody going to be flying around with with opinions what, here and opinions what, look, there? I mean, what sort of Twitter would that be? Ultimately, we know that the people who've got money... They're real people. One of the reasons that Twitter introduced this in 2009 was to make sure that there was verification of real individuals. There's lots of imposters out there. And so uh, if you're able to afford $8 a month, we can verify that you're real. I mean, I'd love to see the advertising campaign for just $8 a month. Martin could have a verified Twitter account. And no. no longer have no. to walk no. miles Sorry. and miles no. just to be verified. Why are you saying that's very upsetting? I, Martin, sorry, producer Martin shouldn't have a blue well, tick. It, it, no, it would help. There's been some. I have. I think there's been some impersonators, people setting people impersonating accounts, you, um, trolling. I think they call it. Yeah. No, the, the, no there is there there is an impersonator of producer Martin. He just talks about his diet and his dogs. So rude. And then occasionally, and then occasionally asks people for their bank details. I'm surprised. It's, Has anyone yeah, ever impersonated you, Harriet? Well oh, me, but... Ishan, all the time, all the time. Get these these impersonators, and I have to tell my followers: no, don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I just, I don't want this to become a thing where anyone can get verified. I mean, what, what, what would you rather they do, Harriet? I think it should be free. For the chosen few. And who chooses? The behind-the-scenes Twitter people who know when someone's important and they give you your little blue tick, those people. So what if they thought, I don't know, Ash Sarkar deserved one? No. Okay, she would, yes, actually, she can pay. I think maybe we have a system of some people pay and some people get it for free because they're, you know, their importance to culture and yes. to the world denotes that they need Jeremy Vine do you know what he can have his blue tick sure fine I would say though Keir Starmer should pay for his blue tick but Rishi Sunak shouldn't no 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 don't be silly what about Jane can Jane get one why Jane isn't famous I don't well no why would Jane get a blue tick no but she has got the book coming out she has got a book coming out what's the name of it 
So how, how to I mean, how to leave your partner in a hundred and one days? No, it's still it's no, it's a working title still, and I, I don't want to discuss it because it's you know still very much under wraps. What, what what to do if your partner stays in his shed most of the day? That's no. Listen, I go out there to give her space to to work on it. So it's it's just the best way to do it. I I don't know. How I still don't it. like the idea of having to pay for my tick, but I suppose it could become the the Eton of social media. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the the panacea. Yeah, keep the riff raff out. And yes. the important people are communicating to the world, yeah. and everyone else can, you know, go on fa- Facebook or whatever it is. Yes. You know, well, if you go on Martin's Instagram, it's just pictures of his what, dogs or children. I, I can't, you know. What? what why is six afraid of seven? Why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Oh, this is. Do I you mean, tell that when you're on stage? Is that was that an? Is that something you've told before, or was that an exclusive? Yes. Oh, yes. oh wow! Oh, brilliant! Oh, Do you know what? I, I'm I'm such an advocate of this idea that they might call me the I, master bait. <gasps> I can hear oh, people so switching it's... off in droves. <laughs> We can't keep going at this rate. Comedy sets. <laughs> no, but Martin, you were listening to him. He's so funny. He's so funny, ah, Martin. Martin, you're making me late. <laughs> oh. Oh. Are we oh, I don't appreciate this trait. Yes. Oh, goodness. He just carries on. He just carries on. You think he'd get bored or everyone listening, but we don't. No. We just don't. I must go. There's a train coming with my freight. <laughs> okay, I don't understand. All right, all right. He's just oh. saying. Ishan, always a pleasure. See you late. Oh, uh, great. Now, we're all very excited, aren't we, Martin, about the upcoming series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh, It's your favourite programme, I believe. Oh, yes, absolutely. I uh, just like those little, um, you know, the the, the, the fun trials that they get up to. (laughs) What are they going to be eating next week? That's so much fun. Well, one person who's going to be eating something next week is Matt Hancock, who joined the jungle. And here to talk about it, we had in former MP Michael Lavash, who himself was a contestant on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Now, Michael was actually one of our first guests back in June, wasn't he, Martin? Absolutely. Great to have him on then and great to have him back. Let's have a listen. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Immediately, when I heard the news that Matt Hancock was going into the jungle, I thought, ah, there's only one person I want to speak to, and that is former MP Michael Lavash, who himself went into I'm a Celebrity Get me out of here. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm something of a of, a, of an expert on yes. uh, being not only in politics, but also being a celebrity. And I am a celebrity. Yes, you. I mean, everyone's heard of you. I don't need to give the listeners a backstory at all. Is it is it funny watching Matt Hancock going through what you yourself once did? Um, I mean, it, it's always funny watching Matt Hancock. That's something I used to enjoy about being in the government was just, yes. just waiting around to see what he did. Uh, I want someone to get his arm stuck in a vending machine. He's that sort of guy. Um, But yes, I'm very much looking forward to him entering the jungle uh, because I think he will provide 
immense comic potential. And, you know, at the very least, he might get bitten by something poisonous. Did he ring you beforehand and, and ask for advice? He did ring me beforehand, but I find with Matt, it's best to let it go to voicemail. But... I, I have a question, sorry, just about um, about this time in the jungle. Do you think it'll give him time to reflect? I mean, obviously, there's been a lot going on. Um, if you sort of think about Matt Hancock's series of failures in his post, I mean, perhaps this is an opportunity for him to just think about what he's done, you know, a bit of a naughty step, albeit a, a celebrity one. Yeah, I think possibly. I, it's very hard to get too much time to reflect when you're sucking the guts out of a bug's anus, but I do think uh, it will be a good oh, chance for him. Yeah. That's if he's not peddling cryptocurrency, which I know he likes to do. Michael, some of the criticism that has been thrown at Matt Hancock is he shouldn't be doing this. I mean, he's had the whip suspended. Uh, now, when you went in the jungle, you had already been, um, been, been how, how do we put it? Um, Let's not um, mince words. I was sacked by mutual agreement. Sacked by mutual agreement, certainly. So you went into the jungle, you know, in slightly different circumstances. But do you think... Matt is doing the right thing. I mean, he said he feels this is the way to connect with the people. Did you find that that you were able to connect with the people when you were eating? Um, well, I suppose it wasn't kangaroo anuses for you, was it? It was more sort of Welsh rare. Bit, it was a sheep stick. Uh, Let's not, uh, you know, that's yeah. it, that's what it was. Um, right. Yes, I think I did connect with people. I think mm. through my appearances on that show, people could see I'm a real human being. And I think people softened to me, uh, that, that, you know, up until the point where I started uh, berating diversity in television and then got pulled off the air. Um, you know, but before that, people were really on side. And I think it's a great opportunity for Matt to finally appear personable and human. I think uh, he better not squander it. He, he better not squander this opportunity. Uh, but knowing Matt, he probably will. And do you think... Michael, when you went in 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 the jungle, well, in the the Welsh castle, they experienced a very very high volume of calls for you to do the various trials. I mean, well, I, I, this is this is the thing. I haven't really had much chance to talk about my time yeah. uh, on the show, but I did get voted to do a lot of bush tucker trials. I would, you know, I don't have the figures to hand, but I would say. A hundred percent of the trials I took part in, and I'm not really sure how that happened. Uh, you yeah. know, I came out with the most votes for every trial, even the trials that I wasn't up for. And I'm not sure how that happened, but I would... Look, it's not for me to say Russian bots got involved. Uh, you know, certainly a lot of the votes seem to come from from the southeast area, but I would say that those votes uh, were, were, were were not real. I think I was stitched up there. I think they were looking for a scapegoat and they didn't want it to be David Ginola. Um, Michael, do, do you have any um, suggestions as to how Matt might best navigate his way around the other contestants? I mean, he's going to be in the jungle with some comedians. There's, there's some some entertainment personalities. There's uh, it's going to be a lot of big personalities in that jungle. Yes, well, that's the wonderful thing about Matt. He is an incredibly small personality. You know, you could stare at him for quite a few minutes and not realise that he's not a mannequin. So I think that will balance out the team there. But I think he's got a fun side as well. Uh, I remember him laughing with his mates at the pub that he gave 40 million to for that. 
a COVID contract. You know, he, he, he likes having a laugh. And, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he spars with Sue Cleaver from Coronation Street. I think that I think there's a pairing there. I think that's going to be, you know, I don't want to say the curse of Strictly, but if, you know, if he gets off with her, he gets off with her. That, I can't stop that. Michael, do you think it made your life better? Is it going to be a good thing for Matt career-wise? Funny you should say that, uh, Harriet. It actually made my life worse uh, because I uh, went on the show. As I say, I got pulled off. Uh, not not those words, um, but, but then I find myself cancelled. Uh, and I wrote a book about it called It's Not Easy Being Cancelled. It's Actually Very Difficult, How I Survived a Life on the Outskirts of Woke Society, The Michael Lavash Story, brackets or sass mouth. Uh, and that book also got cancelled. So, no, my life didn't get better. Uh, so I don't expect that Matt's will, but he's done the decent thing and he's got himself cancelled before going into the jungle. So, uh, you know, I think that was a smart move on his because really the only way from here is down. Michael, thank you so much. Before we, we say goodbye to you, can you remind our listeners where they can find your book, if anywhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find my book. Uh, it's not easy being cancelled. It's actually very difficult. How to have a life on the outskirts of Work Society. Michael, I'm sorry, back his horse ass now at any good Sue Ryder bookshop. Uh, or my car boot on uh, the third Sunday of every month in Nipslip. And, and did it even raise sales? I mean, one of the reasons it looks like Matt might be going in is to promote sales for his book about how he won the pandemic. Well, um, that's, the, that's the other bloody thing, right? I, I, look, I didn't want to get into it, Harriet, but now you've brought it up. Matt has been like a shadow over my career forever, OK? So who was it that was starting handing out COVID contracts? Me. Then who yeah. did it? Matt. Who was it that got himself sacked? Me. Then who did yeah. it? Matt. Who was it that went into I'm a Celebrity? Me. Then Matt. Yeah. Then I got cancelled. Matt's getting cancelled. Now he's got a book. I'm getting bloody sick of this. I don't care whether he shifts any books, OK? Do you know how many books I sold? I sold 34 books, OK? And two of those was to my mum. So unless my mum's going to buy more books than that from Matt, I don't expect he'll do very well out of it. And frankly, I don't care. Michael, I'm sure you'll get a lot more book sales after this. Thank you so much for coming on the programme. Uh, it's wonderful to speak to the original Matt Hancock, uh, if you will. <laughs> Have a good- uh, no, I won't. I won't. Now, our interview this week was with James Barr, who is a British radio DJ, a TV presenter, a podcaster and a comedian. He's best known for his award-winning podcast, A Gay and a Non-Gay, with Dan Hudson. Um, he is, of course, very wokey, and I negotiated that as best I could. Um, but we all had fun, didn't we, Martin? Oh, it was wonderful chatting to him. Uh, I, I think we could we could we could have chatted for hours. <laughs> Here it is. James Barr, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What an honour to be here as a representative of the Wokerati community. Uh, well, unfortunately, um, producer Martin does like to book quite a few of them in. But, you know, we are someone who likes to hear from all sides of the corners of the Wokerati because that's what we're about. We're not about repressing any voices. We're about letting them sing. And then we sing uh, hopefully louder and more in tune and just sort of die them out, really. And that's what we're hoping to do with you today. It's sometimes uh, an oppressive song, but, um, you know, we find that a lot of people Great. join in. I guess that's why it's called Non-Censored. 
because yes, yeah, well, you are not no, censoring yes, you're very right. Maybe you just singing over them. Yes, just singing. I mean, James, I shouldn't really tell this. This is about you. But actually, I mean, you are a gay man. So maybe this is something you know about. But I'm in talks with someone to do a musical of right. Non-Censored. Yes. No way. Really? Yes. Wow. What yes. kind of musical are you hoping to put on? Because obviously a lot of gay people do love musicals, but yes. if it is a right wing musical, it may not do so well. Well, no, I think there's a few gay Tories. My friend Darren, he's very excited by it. And Disgusting. No, no, it's not. It's going to be based around me as a sort of a solo voice standing up to the Wokarati and those who eat too much tofu and things like that. And then different parts of the left will sort of come in and sing. And then I'll do a bit of singing. And it's, I, I think it's really beautiful. It's going to be written by my friend Jan. She hasn't written a musical before, but she's a new talent. And I right, think we okay. should put that forward. Yes. Jan does sound like a tough in terms oh, of the uh, sort of name. No. Can, sorry, can I, James? We could just check that she's James, not. No, James, we don't use that word here on on the show it's right. a racial slur and i won't oh, have any of it right i wasn't yes. aware that it was a racial no slur. it's a racial slur if you could um martin i'm sorry to to I'll, button if you could cut that i'll do some bleeps uh, i'll put some bleeps in yes yes some bleeps in um, now james on to less controversial topics than you slurring a whole misunderstood community you are i wasn't most- aware that it was the t- the gender critic community that were misunderstood. I think it's more trans, non-binary, queer people that are misunderstood by the tough community. I just need to correct you on that, Harriet. Well, that's that's an interpretation. I mean, toughs, I'd say, are also a minority. You know, they're... they're, they're yes, but I, wouldn't, I would not argue for the rights of certain minorities. For example, racists don't deserve rights either. I'm not sure they deserve okay, our Okay, well, that's interesting, James. Let's pick that apart for a moment, because... If we are giving voices to minorities, then why not? You know, why not give voices to the racists? I mean, it oh. it does remind me of remind me of a conversation. Oh, sorry, no, did Martin no, want to... no. I'm just um, panicking. It, it's fine. It, it right. happens a lot in this show. Please um, continue, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a so-called gay conversion therapist, actually in Northern Ireland, right. um, in a documentary I did called "From Gay to Non-Gay," where we found out whether or not you could be turned into a non-gay. And the conversion therapist argued that people that are no longer gay who've had conversion therapy should also be allowed to march in the Pride Parade. It is hard to argue with that, but it does make no f- sense whatsoever. Why would they be marching in, in the, the were they proud for, for now being They're straight? Exactly. Proud of right. being now right. straight. Yeah. Uh, um, which is, I think is similar to your racist argument. Yes. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, with minorities? It's always a case of which one do you listen to? And I see your point if you're looking at racists and non-racists. Maybe the non-racists do, of course, win. Great. But let's not... I'm sorry. I've come here for an interview and all that's happened so far is I've just corrected you on everything you've said. So I would like to apologise for that. I mean, I... I, I, quite like to hire you full time to do the job to be honest James no um, no, James I appreciate that as another minority a white middle class woman it's also something I struggle with so I appreciate that and thank you yeah right now James you have a podcast a gay and a non-gay that's right Dan Hudson who is the the, the non-gay Dan is the non-gay and I am the gay yeah you are the gay correct Um, I have a question for you. 
Why do you have to talk about being gay? I could ask you the same. Why do you have to talk about being a white, middle-class, straight woman? That's very interesting. I hadn't, hadn't thought of it like that. Well, mm. I, it depends on what company I'm with, really. But I do like to keep my private life private. And being a woman is different from being gay, which is a bit more of a, you know, a sexy thing, isn't it? I don't I mean, know if it is. I think we're both oppressed. My, I, and I wouldn't call being a woman a minority, but I think we're both oppressed groups. I think women face a lot of discrimination and are also suffering from patriarchal ideals. I think we suffer in similar ways. And I don't think it's that I'm always talking about being gay, but I think that we are very often silenced as a community. And it's really important for us to discuss our experience so that straight people know that it's not just a straight world. Like I think people really need to understand our differences so that we can move forwards as a society. But it's a bit naughty, though, isn't it? What's naughty? Being gay? Well, well just anything kind of sexual. I mean, for example... Uh, well, I think James... you've, you've misunderstood me there because I don't think being gay is inherently sexual. Why, why are you labelling that as something that's sexual? Well, because Would it's Would you say that being non-gay with... is sexual? Yes. I mean, you don't see Boris Johnson talking about his private life, do you? you yeah, but you do frequently see him having children, which, you know, basically is the same. Is oh, do you point. think him having children is kind of another... Basically, well, I mean, him having expression. children is, is a badge of it's a badge of honor, isn't it? Saying yes, they are how much sex, sex trophies. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't think we should really start talking about children as sex trophies, but they're certainly an indicator that someone has had. Well, how many sex trophies do you have? Martin? Oh, well, no, I mean, it's not. It's, Martin's it's, got it's, quite a few, no, actually. No, let's not go into this because my family comes into the, the show a little too right. often to be honest. well and how many um sex trophies do you have harriet oh james i don't have any i borrow other people's but n- right. none for myself so i don't have any sex trophies yes. as a gay man so for you to say that being gay is sexy i think that's really offensive i don't think that's what it is at all um do you think that perhaps you've um just not been having sex at a high enough level in order to uh, achieve a trophy or I mean so we started this interview by you saying why do you have to talk about being gay all the time and now you're asking me how much sex I've had which is a confusing question really if you don't want to know about my sex life why are you now asking me about it that's just how our interviews work if we're interviewing um people who are gay it is it is good for the numbers as well yeah I've probably slept with over I'd say I've slept with probably over 100 guys. Yes, me too. But no actual sex trophies, sadly. No. Because I do practice safe sex. No, listen, I want to make it clear. I'm not implying that being gay is inherently sexy. I just mean talking about one's private life. I mean, I'm of the old-fashioned view that we should just repress, 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 keep your private life private. And if you are going to do a podcast, do it about exploring cultural ideas and politics like we do and not about yourself and your sex life and your life and then your straight friend's life I mean it's all a bit personal isn't it I mean well, I don't think we're always discussing our sex life sometimes we do discuss politics we've we've been talking about the mess that the conservative party is in for quite a while now we've also discussed how there should be queer people on Love Island. Sometimes we talk about bisexuals. We talk about the trans experience as well. So it's not all just gay. 
Okay, well, I would put that all under the umbrella of, of gay. But, you know, that's just me. Talking about politics, have you, I don't know if you've been aware of this, but the Foreign Secretary has been accused of telling gay fans travelling to the World Cup to be less queer after warning them they need to compromise to stay safe there. Um, I'm not sure if this is something something you're aware of. Um, I'm very aware of what the Home Secretary said, yes, and I'm incredibly offended by it. I think it's a disgusting thing for someone in public office to say. He's basically suggesting that gay people should be less gay if they want to be safe at the World Cup. And that's, uh, I mean, it's just, a, it's ridiculous. If you, if you were telling straight people to visit a hostile country towards straight people and saying like, oh, if you're just less straight, they won't kill you. People would be mortified by that. They'd be grossly offended, but it just shows how much the government don't care about queer people. Well, do you think it would help if the gays had more oil? That's an interesting question. Mm. I suppose gay people don't own a country, so that yeah. does prevent us from owning oil. Um, you, do, you sus- do you suspect that the World Cup is only happening in Qatar because of oil? Well, I just think it helps, doesn't it? It helps if you could have a little oil for a bit of leverage. Because we do live in a dog-eat-dog world and we have to be nice to them because we owe them an awful lot. Yes, that might mean a load of people having to go there and repress who they really are and not be themselves and be scared for their lives. But I think that's... And potentially be murdered. And potentially be murdered. But, you know, I think all of these things really are just quite trivial in the bigger picture, which is enjoying some good old football for some people who are doing rather a lot for our country. Um, Harry, I think that is, a, honestly, that is an appalling thing to say. That's an appalling opinion. You, you can't sit here and suggest that just because they're giving us oil, they can murder a, a good percentage of UK citizens who happen to identify as LGBTQ plus. Oh. And obviously I'm not saying they will do that. I'm sure they they won't murder a foreign citizen on their soil, but the intent is certainly there and it's what they do with their own citizens. And as one of the greatest countries in the world, formally, this country should be supporting queer people everywhere and telling them that they deserve to exist. No, and but so... we do. It's just, you know, we also have to, we do have to think about the oil. Now, look, it's not just with gay people. So for example, Saudi, you know, a bit of a questionable human rights record, not great to women, but does a lot for the UK. And I think if I'm being honest with you, James, behind every good democracy is a slightly dodgy dictatorship that we do have to bow down to. And that's that's all we're doing here. That's all that's all we're doing. So you would happily lose all of your rights as a no, woman. No, for of course oil. not. Is that no, what you're I'm, suggesting? I'm not gonna do that. I mean I'm not gonna go over to Saudi anytime soon. I mean No, but you just said that you're happy for other women in Saudi to be oppressed and not have rights because they provide us oil. Well I'm not happy about it, but I just recognize that politics, you know, we we're playing hardball here and we because the Europeans have gotten a hissy fit about Brexit we're really having to sort of look far and wide for people we can trade with. We can't pick and choose anymore because of the Remainers. So we are having to trade with some people who, yes, yes, okay. But that makes no sense. Why wouldn't we just trade with Europe? Why don't we just why don't we just make friends with Europe, rejoin the EU, have a trade agreement that no. allows us to have goods flowing no. freely between our country and theirs, no, share James, energy, like share this security. Idea. This sounds like no, a good James, idea. James. I mean, this sounds like a much better idea than being in bed with a oppressive country that 
murders LGBTQ plus people and oppresses its female citizens, no? James, I hear you, but the truth of the matter is we've taken back control. I mean, that makes no sense. What does that mean? I have to say, I, I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise, but I, I, I do feel like James has a, quite a solid point here about the not encouraging the murder of, um, well, anyone, really. And, and, and by allowing the, the event, I suppose the only upside is that, um, of course, famously, uh, football doesn't really have any gay players in, so it, it probably won't affect the, um, the, the people actually out there playing the well, I need I need to correct you on that, actually, Martin. There are gay people, obviously, in football. They're just not necessarily out. Oh, oh right. So, I'm sorry. I I, I just took took them at their uh, at their word. It's just the no, uh, Martin. The it's Premier because League they they a... kind of you, you know it it's it's a it's a different it's a different thing. Anyway, I mean, football. It's tricky who, to know. It is tricky to know. It is tricky to know. I wasn't sure when we booked James whether he was the gay one from the podcast or the straight one from the podcast. Uh, Which one would you have preferred? I think you. I think you're, you're you're the best one. I mean, you're a bit angry, James. I think that's it's the only. only I think that you're angry, Harriet. I think you're angry, and or maybe slightly dumb. I'm not sure which one uh, it is. No, I'm not dumb or angry. Um, I'm right. <laughs> a a realist and right. a creative when it comes to singing, which not many people know. So when you say we've taken back control, yes. is this what control looks like at the moment in this country? Sadly, house, yes, house yes. That's how that's climbing. What, yes. Is that what control Yes, looks? that's Great. what's control. Well, but you know, we got what we voted for. And right. The thing is, you know, I, I just want to bring this up because I know that you are a vote leave. You know, I, yes. I, I think like in 2016, this is going to surprise you. I mm. also voted to leave. Grinder. But then I re-downloaded Grindr a couple of weeks later and it's on my phone now. And I think we have the right as a country to change our minds. Yes. And it's okay, Harriet, if you want to sit here and say, actually, you know what? This was a mistake. Look at the mess we've caused. Let's go back into the EU. Let's join hands and make best friends with the EU again. No, this it's is completely a typical okay to Ramona argument. And also, can I say, Brexit's done some great things as well. It really has. We got the vaccine. We were able to help win the war in Ukraine. It's done a lot of really brilliant things. I wasn't aware the and war in Ukraine was won yet. And actually, there's also a lot of LGBT people suffering in Ukraine. So I'm really pleased you brought that up. Well, listen, I don't want anyone to suffer. And I am very pro LGBTQA. I. I. Very pro all of that. James, James. I'm I'm so sorry. Um, I I know we're we're pressed for time. Um, we do just have a, a little game that we wanted to play with you. I mean, I, I know we focused a lot on the LGBTQ um, rights angle, and you are, of course, a, a broadcaster and a comedian in your own right. Uh, however, we do have a little game uh, that the audience are particularly into. It's uh, we have a regular section on the show. It's called "Is It Woke." And uh, we thought we could play uh, a little sort of spin on that called Is It Gay? So uh, I'm going to give you uh, the name of um, uh, an item and uh, you you can just tell us whether it's gay or not. Um, So it's a sort of... Great. Okay, so here we go. Um, Halloween. Gay. Dogs. Gay. Quasi Quarteng's mini budget. Gay. Oh, interesting. Okay, eggs. Gay. Diwali. Gay. Podcasts. Gay. Sandwiches. Uh, not gay. 
um, and the war in Ukraine. Uh, not gay. Okay, good. Well, that's... Uh, yeah. It's almost like being gay is not a minority at all. Well, listen, James, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And I think what's good is we have realised that when it comes to, uh, you know, we support LGBTQAI uh, rights. But, You're really struggling with that. Uh, I'm just not woke. You know, it's hard. Um, but also we support oil and... Uh, I'm not sure I agree with you on the oil. I think we'll have to agree to disagree Okay, uh, right. on that one. Yeah. Um, Harry, also, I just want to leave you with a tweet that I read from Gary Lineker a few mm-hmm. days ago, which I think sums up the Qatar issue great. Whatever you do, don't do anything gay. Is that the message? Um, who's, who sent that? Gary Lineker. Yeah, he did do the crisp advert. Yeah. So I think if he can see the holes in what the Home Secretary has said, then we should all be able to recognise how awful the government's position on this is. And that was the show. Pretty, pretty darn good, if I say so myself, Martin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's going straight into my top... 23 shows that we've released yes i think i think so i think me too i think me too now please remember to um oh martin you tell them what is it well you can you can rate our show yep. you can give it a like you can give it five stars if you want you can yes please fun note saying you know your favorite thing no or you can send us an email even at nonsensepodcast at gmail.com we love to hear from you as long as it's nice things and we'll see you again next week with thanks to Rosie Holt Brendan Murphy Ishan Akbar Athena Kablenu Rob Gilroy Ed Morish and special guest James Barr this has been Non-Censored Non-Censored